Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We're going to spend the hour today talking about libraries. In the second half of the show, we'll meet the Lane County librarian who just won the national I Love My Librarian Award. We start with a conversation about the way that library spaces are evolving, about efforts to make them welcoming places for people of all ages. Several Multnomah County libraries are currently being renovated. When they reopen, some as early as this summer, they'll have expanded children's areas and even an outdoor play space. The Spokane Public Library opened new children's play spaces in six of its libraries in 2021 and 2022. Jennifer Sudebaker is Multnomah County Library's Community Services Director. Katie O'Dell is the Library's Deputy Director for the Capital Bond Program. And Amanda Donovan is the Director of Marketing and Communications for Spokane Public Library. They all join me now. Welcome to Think Out Loud. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Katie O'Dell first. Holgate Library is going to be one of the first new Multnomah County Libraries to reopen in a, in a new way. What kinds of spaces for kids will be there that weren't there before? Mm. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Okay, we are very excited for Holgate to open because it will be really that first taste of what the full-sale new 21st century library will be. And what you're going to see, as we've had in other libraries, are children's spaces, but much expanded. And so before, if we had a early childhood corner where maybe there was a couple little activities for your child to do um, while you were searching for books or you were doing your own thing on a laptop. Um, Now we're going to have definitely thousands of square feet for children and um, a a really rich interactive um, amenities where you're going to want to hang out and play. And so we're creating much more destinations where you can go to story time and then get your books and then you can gather and make some friends. There's more space for everyone to be, to hang out, for parents and caregivers to get done what they want to get done, um, but also for kids to have this very literacy and play rich environment with lots of other kids. And then, of course, as you get older, we have more spaces for older kids and then actual dedicated teen spaces for teens um, that are chock full of amenities as well. We cannot wait for the public to see these. I want to hear more about teen spaces in a bit, but Jen Studebaker why? Why greatly increase the square footage devoted to kids? Well, I think when you consider all of the opportunities that you may receive from your public library, it's good to think about how we want to engage all ages of patrons at the library. Um, But in order to do that best, we really want to engage in our children's spaces so that way we can offer opportunities for families to engage in their early literacy practices together, the five essential practices. So those practices are reading, writing, talking, singing, and of course, playing. And so in order for families to have that space to learn and grow together, we really wanted to invest in these new spaces within our library. Hmm. I I don't mean this in a kind of nefarious way, but do you see 
computers or play structures as a as a kind of lure, a, a way to get kids into a library where then you can sneak in the literacy, the the stories, the the books. Well, as a parent myself, I know all about the lure. But the thing is, is that um, we are really learning that those fun things are actually what really embed the early literacy um, practices and help children really learn to grow and read and uh, and write and all of those things that we're aiming for them to do. So um, we do have all those fun things within the library, but each of those things we are sure to select the things that will offer the children the most opportunities to grow together. Oh, in other words, the the play it, itself, it does have some kind of learning component. Absolutely. Well, what's and, an example? Uh, so an example of something that um, is learning through play has to do with the different ways that people learn. So a lot of people learn best through kinesthetic means. So being able to actually physically manipulate and touch things that help them learn and grow, like textures or shapes or colors, things like that. Another way that um, people play together is interactive through games. And so we offer both virtual games, online games, and also things that can be done physically within those spaces. Hmm. Amanda Donovan, you're a little bit ahead of Multnomah County in terms of the work that followed voter passed bond. Um, it seems, if I understand correctly, that that work is done. Can you give us a sense for what voters approved in 2018 in Spokane and, and what you've done with it? Yeah. So in 2018, voters approved a $77 million bond for us to renovate four libraries and build three new libraries in Spokane. And uh, the number one requested item, you know, we did public outreach prior to passing that bond. And the number one requested item uh, from the citizens was improved children's spaces. So similar to those that have already spoken, um, our children's spaces previously were a colorful rug in a corner of the library with, you know, maybe some blocks that we would pull out. Um, now we have six thematic uh, play spaces that are themed with the flora and fauna of Spokane um, in six of our locations. Um, and they're all linked together with kind of Easter eggs. If you're at one, you can see little hints of another library. So it might encourage you to visit the other library spaces. Um, and there, there's everything from a slide in two of our locations to climbing structures and cozy nooks to read. Um, and they've been really well received. I read online and I was trying to learn more about it, but I couldn't couldn't find things. But that one of them has actually has a zip line above the library. It's actually a zip line uh, for a Sasquatch. Uh, oh, so okay. It's not okay. A, a child doesn't zip line on it, but a child can wind a you know a lever um, in a little tent area, and the the Sasquatch zips across the top of the children's space in the library. That does make more sense. There there has to be a limit on the fun at some point, even if it's, it has a didactic goal. Um, so, uh, what has the response been from members of the community? The response has been so positive. Um, like others have spoken about, just the opportunity for caregivers and children to connect in a fun indoor space. Um, as you know, or as you might know, Spokane has a very cold 
um, some years, snowy winter climate. Um, and there's really nowhere free to go inside and play and interact with your kids. You it, Like a lot of the places require payment, right? Um, and so we've provided this, this safe space where kids and caregivers can come interact. They can use the play space. They can check out books. They can engage in literacy and fun. Hmm. And not just colder winters, but um, but hotter summers uh, than the Portland area has. Uh, Katie Odell, um, well, sticking with that theme for a second, how? I mean, I'm. I, I think I'm right that Multnomah County libraries were closed a couple of weeks ago during the ice storm, um, as as so much of public life was, so much of, of of all life, because it was so hard for people to get around. But but we are now no strangers to to smoke, to serious heat waves to cold sometimes without ice. How do you think about extreme weather when you're envisioning the buildings of the Multnomah County Library System of the future? Oh, absolutely. One of our very early uh, project principles that we established in early 2020 was to create buildings that were resilient on many, many fronts and resilient for the community as well. And so part of that, of course, is the actual infrastructure and how the building is built, how air circulates in the building, how fresh air can come in or at other times it is filtered in, and then how we can utilize our outdoor spaces in terms of how they're placed um, and, and how the pattern of the sun either brings warmth or can actually hide um, and provide some shade. We're also doing things like adding sailcloths to outdoor space um, so that we can provide shade and really try to maximize all of this new space for use as many days out of the year as possible. But it's getting, you know, our those extremes are happening more and more. So we're still learning about that process and how buildings can adapt to that. You know, one for the for the most obvious needs of of people who really need shelter and some protection during that time, but also how we can continue continue to operate as a library and really community civic hub uh, during those really extreme moments. Hmm. Jen Sudebaker, I want to go back to this issue that all three of you have talked about um, because it's that that you're not just trying to give kids a space to play and learn and read, but you've talked about fostering interactions between, say, kids and caregivers. How do you do that? I mean, how do you create a space that will really work intergenerationally? Well, one of the things that we think about a lot is how we want to balance the needs of our community members. And so certainly our youngest patrons, children, do need a space that's designed for their needs with materials and furniture and other things that are unique for them. But we also really care and emphasize, we care about and emphasize an intergenerational approach. And so in all of our spaces, we want to make sure there are things that appeal to other ages of patrons as well. So let's say you're a teenager coming into our library with your younger sibling. We want to make sure that we have computers or chairs that fit your body and things that you can do there. Let's say you're a parent or a caregiver. We may have um, parenting information or flyers that are relevant to you in our children's spaces too. We really want to make sure that we show up for our community in the same way that the community shows up in our space. If you're just tuning in, we are talking right now about spaces for kids and people of all ages in libraries. Amanda Donovan is the Director of Marketing and Communications at Spokane Public Library. 
Katie O'Dell is Multnomah County Library's Deputy Director of the Capital Bond Program. And Jen Sudebaker is Library Community Services Director for Multnomah County Library. Katie O'Dell, um, you know, we, we mentioned teen spaces earlier, and we heard, heard a little bit about them just now um, from Jen. What to you is the mark of a great space for teens? Oh, oh, that's just that. Even asking that question shows the sensitivity that you have to really let teens define that. So you can create space. You can close off that space, whether it's so teens can be loud or to be quiet because teens don't always want to be loud or quiet. It's giving teens uh, some autonomy. So we're working on ways that they control lighting and or sound in the space. You have to have comfy furniture. Teens will just say beanbags, but there's even cooler furniture you can get for them. Um, And then having a variety of tools that they may or may not have access to at home, whether it's um, some simple technology, whether it's some um, creative maker sorts of pieces, but really it's a place where they can hang out and geek out and make stuff, you know, and just really want to spend some time and feel comfortable and welcome. So that does evolve over time. It evolves as sort of the teens who come into the space and take some ownership of it. Um, and then, you know, we find that, you know, really younger teens ha- are the are the kids with the most time and sort of abilities um, to, to hang out and spend time with us. So we're really eager. We've never really had specific, like enclosed teen space at Multnomah County Library. In the 27 years I've been here, it's something we've wanted and hoped for for so long. So we're so excited to get those spaces open. Uh, We're just about to launch a survey for teens in the east side of the county on the color scheme, sort of the theme of what the teen space will be like at the new big East County flagship library. So really engaging teens early, but also never assuming it's a done space. It's always kind of a work in progress and one that allows teens to lead um, and gives them some autonomy and ownership over their space. Amanda Donovan, is uh, library visitorship up since all of the renovations and and and, and then the new libraries, which I guess you can't you can't compare a new building to one that didn't exist before. But in the existing ones, are there more patrons going in, more people borrowing books, more people using computers? Well, that's a that's a complex answer. I, the first answer is yes. More people are coming through our doors than ever before. This is the first year. The year twenty twenty three was the first year we exceeded 1 million visitors in gate count at our libraries. So full stop, yes, more people are coming in. The way that people are engaging in the libraries is changing, however. So some of your questions were, are more people using computers? We saw nationwide a dip or a decrease in the number of people who are using, you know, standalone computers following the pandemic. I I can't comment on exactly why that might be. I have some ideas. Um, And then same with with book checkouts. Behavior is changing there as well. Um, It's holding pretty steady with the number of books that are being checked out and then also the digital collection that we offer. Um, But the real reason that I see people coming into the library now is for connection, for programs, for interaction. Um, We offer more than 200 different programs every month from everyone from babies to senior citizens um, on a variety of topics. And that's really where we're seeing a lot of engagement in the library is people coming for connection and learning and to be together. Hmm. 
Jen, this this does make me wonder about I mean, in in Multnomah County, a lot of the, the libraries we're talking about are going to be significantly bigger. So it's not a zero sum game necessarily in in terms of square footage always. But and this gets to stuff that we've talked about in the past. It 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 does seem that in so many of the the future oriented conversations about libraries, the things that Amanda Donovan was just talking about, they, they've come up over and over that that increasing libraries are about community engagement and and intergenerational time together, as opposed to primarily a repository for stuff. Does that mean that that you're going to be devoting less square footage to stuff to make room for the beanbag chairs? Well, you have to have room for the beanbag chairs. Um, actually, we are taking sort of a different approach. We will keep the stuff, the books, the things that our community members need, but they may not be in the neighborhood library branch in the same way that they were. So um, we wanted to be sure that we're prioritizing humans and space for people to gather and connect and engage and um, not prioritize space for books. We do have a very, very robust collection, both um, through eBooks and online means, but also our beloved physical book collection as well. But many of those materials will be in a place that does not take up the square footage in our building. And so we will be utilizing technology and other means to make sure that the relevant titles are on the shelves for people to browse and to collect. And if they need something that's not on the shelf, they can place a hold and it will be retrieved out of our library operations center. Hmm. Have you gotten pushback, Jen Studebaker, from people? We got a comment from a listener who basically said that including things like play areas is turning libraries into community centers. The implication, I think, being, hey, this is a place for quiet. This is a place for for looking at magazines or, or reading books or, or checking books out. But it's a place where shh is, you know, one of the, the key phrases, key, key sounds. Do you get that regularly from library patrons? I have to say, not so much. I mean, we do, we get comments of all sort because our community is vast and everybody's needs are different. But the public library has not been a quiet sort of space like that in a very long time. Our community brings their needs with them into our buildings. And what we've been hearing and seeing from our communities is that they need a space to exist and be. And we will, of course, always have quiet spaces, study rooms, um, reading rooms, and other places where people can have that quiet they seek if that is what they're coming to the public library for. But we are really trying to make sure that we encourage community connections and dialogue in a way that makes sense within our library spaces. Hmm. Amanda Donovan, what about in Spokane? Has there been... um significant pushback since the in the 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 larger play spaces have been opened in the renovated libraries there absolutely not i think um as she just mentioned that there's definitely traditionalists who think is the the mandate for the library but really um 
people are coming, enjoying the spaces. And we did increase our private meeting space and study room space tenfold in the renovations as well. So considering that people do need a place to a quiet place to meet and study, we've provided that as an alternative to, you know, you don't have to sit in the children's area to have your quiet business meeting. You can reserve a room where you can have that quiet space as well. So we've provided the opportunity um, for, for the whole range of what the community needs. Katie O'Dell, Jen Sudebaker, and Amanda Donovan. Thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Katie O'Dell is Deputy Director of Multnomah County's Library Capital Bond Program. Jen Sudebaker is Library Community Services Director for Multnomah County. And Amanda Donovan is the Director of Marketing and Communications at Spokane Public Library. Coming up after a break, we're going to talk to the Oregonian who recently won the I Love My Librarian Award from the American Library Association.